When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Christmas Eve edition of the Clark Howard Show. Our mission to serve and empower you to make better financial decisions in your life. This is our last show of 21. And what better early Christmas gift could I give you than having our Clark Stinks episode, Christmas Eve edition. And after that, I got another gift for you to unwrap. There's new, much cheaper plans coming in the cell phone market when you buy a plan just for yourself. And I'm going to tell you about that and the big bargains coming in the new year. So, Krista, it is my favorite thing we do. I know. On our podcast. Oprah has her favorite things, and this is one of Clark's favorite things. Is when I get feedback from our listeners. So, without further ado, let's hear where I have messed up. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. So before you start, Krista, I see you're wearing Christmas green. I am. And it's really way late, but I'm wearing Hanukkah, Hanukkah blue. blue. I love it. But, uh, you know, Hanukkah was done forever ago this year because uh, we're, for some reason, still on the lunar calendar in my religion. So, Well, you get to double the fun because you also celebrate Christmas in your household, right? That is true because my wife is a Methodist, so we celebrate both. And we should probably mention Christmas Kids. The great news about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is unreal what our listeners and readers and viewers have done around the country for foster children this year. Our 31st year of Clark's Christmas Kids. Extraordinary. I want to thank you so much. If you're like, huh, what's Clark's Christmas Kids? It's where we play a match game with children in foster care, and they tell you what gift or gifts they'd like for Christmas. And the kids get as close as possible to what their wish list is because children in foster care, it's not their fault that there are things wrong with the adults in their lives, that they can't be with the adults. And they're with uh, either a group home or they're with foster parents doing the best they can. But they're still not with family. And it's been my mission for 31 years to see that these kids have gifts Christmas morning, and not just any gift, the gifts they ask for. And your generosity this year is in the prior 30 
phenomenal. Thank you so much. And we're still accepting donations um, on ClarksChristmasKids.com in case you want to help us get ahead for next year. So on so that tomorrow, note, if you gave money, it means if you're listening to the podcast on Christmas Eve, it means tomorrow the child or children you bought gift or gifts for, think about them tomorrow morning opening the gift that you made possible for them to have. Thank you so much. So this Clark Stinks is from Jack. Why recommend Charity Watch with this kind of customer service? And he posted an email he got. Thank you for contacting Charity Watch. Our staff is hard at work investigating wrongdoing at charities, publishing articles to warn donors of unethical practices, and performing in-depth financial evaluations of hundreds of national charities to provide the donating public with meaningful ratings of the nation's largest nonprofit organizations. We appreciate your questions and the efforts of donors, charity employees, and other whistleblowers who contact us to report wrongdoing and other concerns. Due to the large volume of inquiries we receive, we are unfortunately not able to provide individualized responses. However, we regularly review the inquiries we receive, which inspire many of our articles, tips, and charity ratings. So, Jack, here's the story. So, Charity Watch, Charity Navigator, and Give, the three that I tell you about that you can go to and check out whether a charity is legit, and if they are legit, how they spend your money. Each uses different methodologies, but they don't take individual questions about individual charities. All their efforts, all their money goes into doing these reviews using the methodology they use. And so the databases they make available, that's what they're about. So you're not going to be able to call them up at any of these and say, hey, tell me about this group. What do you think about them? That's not what they do. The service is a more general one, and that's why you found customer no service when you attempted to contact them. I don't think Clark stinks, but his Costco has come up a bit smelly for me. I, re- I gifted my son-in-law a membership for his birthday, purchased online with ease, which he loves, but I cannot buy him a Costco gift card online since I do not have a membership. I had a phone conversation with their rep and asked the rep to relay my disbelief in short-sightedness to management. I can drive an hour to a retail store and purchase a gift card, but probably will not, Lynn. So, Lynn, this is something that has frustrated people about Costco forever. Costco runs the business like a co-op. In fact, Wall Street analysts refer to Costco as the world's largest co-op. I mean, they're the, what, fifth largest, third largest retailer in the world. But what they do is their money is made from the memberships, the $60 base, $120 executive. I'm really worried this is the year those are going up to 70 and 140 but we'll see if they do go up. But anyway, they run the warehouse at break even. They only mark up merchandise Typically, 14% for brand names, 15% or less for Kirkland Signature, their private label. And so everything is about selling the memberships because that's where the profit actually comes from for them. That's why they make it so difficult for you to do business with them if you're not a member. And the memberships, if you don't live near one, it's a waste for you to be a member, obviously, because even though they do sell things online at Costco.com, the real action is in the warehouse itself. Wow, Clark, are you in trouble now? 
Let me say, I listen to your podcast daily and you've helped me in so many ways. I take action on just about all your advice, but my wife is English. She is small, but she is fierce. She was very insulted by your comments on hotel reviews. You said that you skip over all the UK-based reviews because they accept a much lower level of quality than an American reviewer. Big mistake. She is raging about you now. She has a huge following with her mostly positive reviews. Apologize to my English wife or your life and mine will be very hard indeed, John. I apologize. And I realize that is a huge stereotype, I said. Uh, It has generally been true that when you read travel reviews from people from Great Britain. You're doing it again. No. No. That no, I mean it, that I my experience has been that they are more accepting of flaws at a place than other people. Maybe it means that Brits really do have the stiff upper lip and look past things that others don't look past. So I'll just leave it at that. This was not a knock on uh, the people of the United Kingdom, and please accept my apology for it, and uh, and I will read the reviews from people that are from the United Kingdom, and maybe I'm going with past opinions, and I need to read them and see that that's no longer true. So uh, please don't be mad at me. I hope you'll post a review saying, the podcast is brilliant. <laughs> Your recent commentary on Tesla build quality on your December 11th show is off the mark now. I don't know the last time you looked at a new Tesla, but I've been delivering them for the past three quarters in a row, and the build quality has far surpassed most any other car I've seen. I used to sell used cars for a long time with a major national reseller, and even used cars had problems with fitment. Just walk through any parking lot and look for newer cars and take a stroll around them, and you'll probably see fitment issues. Tesla build quality is definitely much higher than before, and people need to stop beating a dead horse. Thank you for that, and I love your loyalty to Tesla as uh, someone working in final delivery. My son was looking the other day in a parking lot at a brand new plate or tag applied for Tesla Model Y performance, and he said, Dad, The panel gaps are unbelievable, and this was a brand new one. So my son, who is a perfectionist, is my quality control person, and I'm going to have him look at uh, all the new ones he sees with tag or play to tie applied for and give me his verdict on whether or not you're right and that the final assembly quality control issues are now taken care of. A couple of months ago, you told us to lock in our natural gas prices before they went up. Prices have now fallen 40% since October. You should not offer advice based on your educated guess, uneducated guesses about what's going to happen. Real people are losing real money, and that's from David. David, thank you. So um, if you go back to late summer, natural gas inventories were in historical shortage. They were much lower than historical averages, and the cost of natural gas in the spot market had gone way, way, way up, and there were concerns that the prices would go much higher. As I shared with you a few weeks ago, the much warmer than normal 
fall temperatures has allowed inventories to rebuild for natural gas and the very, very, very high prices that we saw in August and going into September have moderated and come down quite a bit. It's the reverse of the energy uh, price spikes that we have seen. And, I, you know, I didn't know the weather was going to be much more mild. As for me costing people a lot of money with the lock-ins, in states, generally in states that allow you to marketplace shop for a natural gas provider and to lock in your prices, they generally charge a much higher price on floating rates than they do on lock-in. So even though someone might be able now to lock in at a lower price per therm than what I was recommending people do in August and early September, the reality is the amount of money you save being on a lock-in versus a float that somebody would have had to do over these months likely negates the higher prices that they're locked into for a year versus the lower prices someone could lock into now. But yes, it was not an uneducated guess. There were specific reasons why I encourage people in states where you could lock in to lock in. And who knew that we'd have much warmer than normal temperatures. Clark was a bit off on the trader's quote, pigs get rich, hogs get slaughtered. The saying is bulls make money, bears make money, pigs get slaughtered. It's an old investment industry saying that warns against being excessively greedy. Clark was a bit off on the use of margin. Margin is a tool for investors and traders, and like any tool, it needs to be handled by those that understand its risk and reward options. Joe. Joe, thank you. And margin terrifies me. It always has. Because investing in the short term has a lot of volatility and the long term obviously pays off. What happens if somebody gets overextended with margin, borrowing to buy more shares of whatever, is that the short term movements can cause your positions to be closed out, wiped out. So if you are a sophisticated investor and you know how to do investing with some degree of margin, and you control your risk really well, then what I was talking about is not for you. There are a very large number of people trading on margin right now who don't realize that it can be a kitchen that's way too hot to handle, and you can get burned, and the hard-earned money that you're trying to grow quicker by using margin, what can happen even quicker is you can have your entire pot of money wiped clean and I don't want that. So let's talk about you spending less money. Coming up next, there's going to be potential for a lot of good deals in the new year. I also want to talk about a great cell phone offer that is available right now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. 
The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. So, it's been really interesting in the cell phone space since Sprint was absorbed into T-Mobile. We're kind of in this holding pattern with having three competitors instead of four leading to an end to the big downward pressure on cell phone pricing that we've experienced since 1996. So as we have gone from four to three. The big three run endless ads. I mean, my goodness, I only see television watching football. And there's this woman who's always wearing red stuff who's from Saturday Night Live or something who does all these Verizon ads that she's on every 40 seconds of a football game. I don't know who that is. And then there's this woman who's from another TV show who does the AT&T ads, who's wearing this blue shirt that is... Um, oh, 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 of course. Kate, Kate McKinnon. I forgot she does those. She's am, awesome. Am I right? She's from Yes, she Live. is. She is. And then there's this woman who I don't know the name from AT&T ads. She plays Lily in the ads. Anyway, the two of them, <laughs> it's great for them. <laughs> I mean, they are. I mean, they are on TV. It seems like one after another, bam, 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 because the companies don't have anything to sell right now to you, and so they're trying to poach from each other, and they have no really no story to tell at any of the three, because even though their costs per subscriber are going down so much because of the deployment of five G which gives them far more capacity on the network, they're sitting there with their prices where they are, and Verizon told analysts that their big thing for 22 is to push up the average bill of a subscriber and all that, because for now three, there's obviously less competition. But we're starting already to see the hints of the new fourth emerging cell phone carrier that is required as part of the conditions for the disappearance of Sprint. The fourth competitor owned by Dish Network, a guy named Charlie Ergen, is under the brand name you may remember as a prepaid carrier called Boost Mobile. So Boost Mobile is building out a nationwide network from the ground up using newer, cheaper technology they right now buy a lot of their backbone capacity, lease it from AT&T. Some of it they lease from T-Mobile as they slowly build out their network over the next couple of years. But they're already offering the most aggressive pricing in the marketplace in what is now the big three and hopefully will emerge as a big fourth with boost and the price stalemate we're in right now with T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon will just be a sad period for your wallet and will go back to competition. But this is where we're headed. So Boost, and I mentioned this briefly on another podcast, 
Boost is offering a thing where you pay them 100 bucks, and you get a year's service for unlimited talk and text, but only one gig of data a month. So that's really only applicable to maybe a fourth of cell phone users that don't use a lot of data, or most of the time they're on data, they're somewhere where there's trusted Wi-Fi, and they can get by with a $100 a month plan. The big news is they've now launched for $300 a year, a year's plan that includes unlimited talk and text, unlimited data, and a reasonably sized hotspot, 12 gigs of data a month hotspot. So 300 a year and you're done, that's your bill. That's quite a deal. And remember, you're on either or or a combination of the backbone of AT&T and T-Mobile, and then over uh, even in 22, piece by piece, as they have more and more of their network built out, and then ultimately you'll be completely on the new DISH network, cellular network, under the Boost brand. They will be incredibly aggressive. Charlie Ergen, one thing about him, he is always price aggressive. And all he wants is he wants to know they don't have to come market to you. Because I don't even know that they advertise. But you pay them the money up front, and your year is taken care of. What the rates will be a year from now, that's up to them. But his personality is that a year from now, it'll be cheaper than it is this year. And over time, the pressure that will come from an aggressive, discounting national player will be very disruptive to the triumvirate of AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile. And I want to talk about something else in 22. We have another early Christmas gift. I mean, I'm full of Christmas gifts today. You are. Because I told you about the Boost Mobile plans. Now I get to tell you that uh, going back, like we had the Clark Stinks about the natural gas and I said in August and September it was going to be one thing, and now it's turning out to be something else. We've heard for months about the supply chain disruptions leading to a shortage of goods available in retailers, and there have been story after story written by financial analysts and and business writers saying, you know, there's going to be no January clearance sales. Well, it's turning out that's not the case Because what's happened is the ultimate nightmare for retailers. A lot of goods that they were expecting to go on the shelves in August and September for Christmas are just showing up now. And retailers face a January dilemma. Do they go out and scarf up rare warehouse space and store the goods till they can put them out on the shelves of their stores in August, September of 22, or they just say, forget it, and we're going to clear them out. It's going to be a combination of those two things when we roll into 22, and I think you're going to see a number of really good clearance sales. And uh, my beloved Costco, I was in Costco last week, and you never see this. Christmas merchandise galore, and I talked to one of the managers, who I'm sure is not authorized to talk to the media, but <laughs> I said, what's going on here? You have all this Christmas merchandise. He said, you're not going to believe it. This all just came in. 
and like trees. They're already having to mark them down, the artificials. Because the artificial trees that normally go out on the floor in August and are generally sold by late September, they're stacked high. I mean, they are in the steel. They are on the floor stacked high. And two of the trees were already on markdown. I haven't seen this week. They may be on even more markdown. And you're going to find a lot of Christmas festive kind of stuff heavily marked down in January. And you're going to find the the stuff that retailers buy specifically for the Christmas selling season. Again, what do you do if you own a store? Do you pay to warehouse the stuff for the next nine months? Or do you go ahead and just take your, your hit and sell it, and it'll just depend on the retailer what they do. But you're going to find really good deals next month. Yes. Another early Christmas gift. I'm going to get more decorations and trees for next year. I love Christmas decorations. I'm so excited. But if you're the retailer, you got a lump of coal. I'm sorry. This is from Hari in California. Just FYI, many retailers, big box like Costco and Sam's Club, et cetera, have rewards and rebate checks City dollars, other things that are similar that have expiration date of 12-31-21. You need to alert your readers and listeners about this. My Costco yearly rebate has an expiration of December 31st, and the email was buried in my email box. Please make consumers aware. You just did, and you gave people an early Christmas gift. <laughs> so don't let that money die on you from your rewards at any warehouse club. And this is found money. And by the way, inquiring minds want to know, why does Sam's Club make it so much easier to spend your reward money than Costco? Mm. See, if you sign into your samsclub.com membership portal, you can use that money if you buy something online or when you're paying with the Sam's Club app in the store, you can just go right to your money you have from the Sam's Club MasterCard or if you are a Plus member, the money you've earned on that, and it'll tell you what's available. And you can just say, yeah, I'm going to use that instead of paying my own money. I'm going to use the money you gave me. And I wish Costco would go to a system like that too. This is from Mark in Washington. I've heard you talk about how companies are putting less toilet paper on a roll, but haven't heard how they ingeniously use less paper by adding designs. The designs are not printed but bumped out, which pushes each wrap farther away from the previous wrap creating a fat roll with fewer wraps and total length much shorter. So, Mark, what's going on with the toilet paper is a scandal. <laughs> Ever since we had the extreme toilet paper shortages from the panic buying in the spring of 20, it's been, uh, it's been crazy in the toilet paper aisle because they make you think you're getting a quantity similar to what you're we're getting, but you're absolutely suffering from shrinkflation. And you got to look at the square footage of the total package and uh, figure out what the price is per square foot. Some work, but you know I do that kind of Oh, it of affects work. us all, too. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so when you're looking at toilet paper that says it's on sale, it may be a fake sale because the quantity you're getting is really pretty pitiful. From Mike in New Mexico, please help. I recently realized I may be accidentally cheating the system. I'm a federal employee and have been contributing faithfully to the TSP plan, primarily in the Roth option. I'm very proud of how much I've managed to save and I contribute aggressively due to starting later in life. 
In October of 19, my life got even better when I married the love of my life. Congratulations. I was listening to your podcast and I heard something about becoming ineligible for Roth participation after reaching a certain income level. I looked at the IRS website and saw that married couples making more than 208000 are not eligible. My wife's salary is much higher than mine, and since we got married, our joint incomes are over this amount. Have I been illegally contributing to my Roth for two years? If so, any suggestions on how to fix this? Is the IRS going to hammer me? Please help. I mean, it's Christmas all over again today. You have nothing to worry about because you're doing the Roth TSP, not a Roth IRA. The rules for income ineligibility concern Roth IRAs, not an employer-provided plan like, in your case, the greatest retirement plan anybody has in America, the Thrift Savings Plan. So your Roth TSP, you put into it to your heart's desire up to the maximum you can contribute each year if you wish, and you enjoy your wonderful wife and this great marriage you have, and Just rest easy. You're good. And I want to thank you for being with us, not just today, but all of 21. And as we said at the top of the podcast, I'm taking next week off. You know what? I celebrate next week, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Pajamica. Pajamica? It's when you stay in your pajamas all week. Oh. It's the best holiday ever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good with that. (laughs) So you won't hear fresh episodes of the podcast next week, but you know we're going to be serving you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. I had a meeting recently with the head of Clark Deals, and she and I were talking about the supply chain disruptions and the effects it's going to lead to these very haphazard clearance sales and We've worked on strategy to make sure we keep you up to date on that, especially January historically is the best bargain month of the year in retail. And this year it's going to be two worlds, two stories. You're going to have stores that have barren shelves. You're going to have others that are stocked to the gills. And we're going to help you separate the feast from the famine so you can get the best deals for your wallet. I hope you have A very Merry Christmas tomorrow if you celebrate Christmas. A wonderful holiday week coming up. And a happy Happy and prosperous and healthy 2022. And I'll be back at your service on January 3rd.